Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Tech Geek Podcast. I am your host Sukriti Adhwanshi and today I'm here to talk about digital transformation and how you can stay relevant in this era. Transformative technologies that enabled businesses to innovate had already entered our workplaces even before the pandemic. But then 2020 happened and what was supposed to take years happened in only a couple of months. According to Dell's Digital Transformation Index 2020, which surveyed over 4000 business leaders globally, 8 out of 10 organizations fast tracked their digital transformation programs in 2020. In addition, 89% said that the pandemic highlighted the need for a more agile and scalable IT environment. Now that we are living in the era of ever evolving and disruptive technologies, it's important to understand the trends, envision the relevant strategies and stay ahead of this digital curve. Folks, I have a very special guest who will give us insights on each of these parameters. Please join me in welcoming Altaf Patel, Director of Business Transformation, Tesco Business Services. Welcome to the show, Altaf. Hi, Sukriti. Thank you for the invite. Real pleasure and a very interesting and relevant topic to discuss on. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for being on the show, uh, Altaf. Uh, let's get started with the questions. Uh, so to start with. Tell me why does digital transformation matter, and how does it benefit an individual or an organization? Sure, Sukriti. Look, it absolutely matters now more than ever in the past, and COVID has been hugely responsible for driving that large-scale digital acceleration. Right. In many ways, now the companies do not have a choice. The corporates do not have a choice. They are forced to, and they have to adopt. Otherwise, they are going to be left out in the race. and you quoted something that was very famously quoted by satya nadella as well where he said you know 10 years of digital transformation is what's played out in the last two years so let's bring this to life you know and i see the importance of digital transformation in four specific strands and typically those four strands essentially blend into providing the business competitiveness right the first one is customer engagement the customer interactions have taken a huge transformation right in the scale that's unprecedented online channels across devices social media mobile apps proliferations presence that you need across websites the fact that you need to be present across different types of devices all of this has taken a huge uptake over the last two years companies cannot sit back they cannot kind of make a decision to say well i'm not going to be present in this channel or not in those devices i've seen a huge proliferation of technologies as a result of this customer engagement you know omni channel engagement customers want to be interacted uh with the brand in a consistent way crm solutions have proliferated channel interactions you know various cognitive technologies are coming about all of this has also resulted in huge amount of cloudification you know you want to access a customer data no matter where that customer is or you want to access the product and services information from a company no matter where that customer is so customer engagement has seen a huge uptake in the same way employees right colleagues in the companies uh, they are working from where they want to and when they want to all of that has again driven huge transformation digital transformation be it in the way that you kind of structure your data how you provide the access how you drive the cloud strategy of the company the security solutions that you build around it the interactions so that you are far more efficient and frictionless with your colleagues the future of work that you want to envisage the vision that you want to build around it and hence all the technologies that you would want to kind of make that future of work real for yourself and coupled with you know how you want to skill your colleagues and and build the capability and skills within your colleagues so that they are more digitally savvy as well 
The third aspect that I see is optimization of the operations, right? The automations that are playing out in manufacturing, in services, the ways in which, you know, things that used to be quite tedious, effort intensive, and how technology is now being leveraged to help drive that automation, um, be it through robots, be it through automations. I think that's again seeing a huge trend. And finally, there is this opportunity for all the companies to reimagine their products and services, right? I mean, simple things, air condition, right? We used to switch the button, but now you have Alexa built onto it. Internet of Things have taken a huge uh, update now across a lot of your consumer product sets. Um, you know, the chips packet that you ate has a barcode to it so that you can go and share your feedback or you can even go and find out where those chips and potatoes were grown, which farms. Um, payment have seen a huge innovation and hence how your companies then interact with the customers across all of these payment interactions, smart home solutions. I mean, you just name it. I think there's now an opportunity for the companies to rethink their products and services uh, and, and, and kind of come up with the new, new innovation and proposition as a result. So I see those four specific, um, uh, you know, trends playing out and, you know, it's, it's for the companies to decide how they want to kind of tweak their business model on the back of it. Interesting. Uh, tell me how digital transformation has impacted industry, industries such as retail, especially with the transformation the sector has been in the recent, uh, you know, I should say post-pandemic. Sure. And uh, given I'm from retail, I would want to kind of share some of the insights that we've seen, especially in Tesco, right? Um, we've seen a huge amount of automation in our operations. Um, now, be it, you know, we've introduced now robots in our distribution centers. We've we are driving large-scale process automations within our global business services environment. Uh, we also have capabilities like UFC, urban fulfillment centers deployed in some of our large stores so that we can drive automated picking uh, and, and delivery. Uh, the whole last mile is going through a uh, lot of um, uh, innovation as well. So we're looking at areas where we see friction and how this could then become more zero touch and frictionless for our customers, right? So there's this huge amount of automation and optimization of operations playing out in retail. The second specific trend that I would say is the omni-channel interaction, right? Um, you need to now look at a customer interacting with your brand. Now, Tesco has Tesco Bank, Tesco Retail, Tesco Mobile. And within each of those brands, you have various interactions that we have, right? Be it social media channels, mobile, um, you know, apps that we have or the websites that we create. I think all of this is an opportunity from, you know, what is your omni-channel strategy? You know, how do, we, how do we kind of ensure you're consistent both virtually and also in the store? You know, how do you kind of make sure that the price of the product is consistent? The promotions that you're landing, the fact that if you're a club card customer, no matter which channel I access, I get the same experience. Um, and, and with that, you know, the opportunity to drive capabilities like augmented reality, virtual reality, you know, how you kind of make the products even more real for the customers sitting in their rooms um, and, 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 and virtually want to connect with the companies so that they can access the products and the services from wherever they want, anywhere in the world. I also see the third big trend is this whole AI, right? The artificial intelligence. Now I'll give you an example. We've introduced something called Tesco Getco. So you should, you should put and Google that. Essentially, customers can walk in to our open store in London and they don't have to pay, they don't have to scan 
They can just walk in, pick a product and walk out. And this wouldn't have been possible with, without the technologies that we've deployed in the store for us to be able to find out what the customer is buying and what he or she is walking out with. Uh, so I see a huge proliferation of AI um, in, in retail domain as well. And finally, I think what's very interesting is that all of those digital interactions drives data, right? And that data is, if it's smartly leveraged, becomes a huge opportunity. We are doing that through, for example, our club card propositions. We know what our customers are buying and how we can then build more predictive propositions for those customers, which are more evolving propositions as well, so that we connect with the customers. So hopefully that's given you a bit of an insight. All right, so Adab, we spoke about the, the trends and how the entire digital transformation is faring out uh, for our workplaces as well as uh, businesses. Uh, skilling or upskilling is a very important aspect amid this time, um, you know, to, to actually pace up with the kind of technologies that, that we are seeing accelerating and advancing. I think that's, that's a very important thing and aspect that, uh, you know, as, as uh, professionals, we should look at. So how important is constant upskilling in an ever-changing digital world to stay relevant, I should you know, frame it. Sure, it's a very relevant question, right? It is super important. Um, we are in a world, as, as I said, which has seen a huge digital acceleration, right? The companies are evolving their products, proposition services. I know we are the biggest consumer of these products and services, and we are the biggest consumers demanding that sort of, that sort of evolution from the companies. And I think we need to ask that same question as colleagues as well. There used to be, you know, for, for example, now it's quite common to see roles advertised such as head of digital transformation. You know, we need process mining experts. We need RP automation analysts. But if you think of it, you know, five years back, none of those roles existed. But these roles are now in the mainstream, demanding anywhere between 30 to 50% salary increments year on year. And, and, and that's because these roles are in, in, in massive demand. So something that was, it's, it's now become a, quite a norm. And I think if you are a colleague in the company, you need to ask that question yourself, where you, are you constantly focusing and upskilling yourself or not, especially when it comes to digital and data. I'll give you an example. In Tesco, we are running programs, right? We are running skilling programs such as Digital Drive. You know, we take our managers, our SMEs, and we help them understand how to look at the process and identify automation potential within the process itself. We also train our colleagues on how to actually develop the automations as well. You know, how to develop a bot so that you know, they can automate their own work. And there's large part of efficiencies in the last year has been driven by our colleagues in the operations automating these processes. We've also invested in training such as data-led decisions. You know, how you are supposed to interpret the data, how you are supposed to identify the trends, how you become data savvy in your approach. So apart from core jobs, I expect everyone in the organization to develop some or the other level of competencies on digital data and analytics capabilities in the years to come, Supriti. All right, so uh, moving on to the next question, Altaf. Uh, I would want to know that what does, you know, the exact digital transformation processes look like? Sure. Um, Look, as I said, and you would have kind of understood as well, there, you know, where there are there is friction in the processes, you know, you would want to kind of leverage digital technologies to help you remove that friction. So processes which has effort, 
processes which are repetitive in nature, processes which are rule-based, which has friction in it, which involves interactions, but those interactions could then create friction because either those interactions are more time-bound and you need to kind of wait for those, those um, you know, for, 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 for those interactions to play out at a certain time. It's because there is certain operating model, you know, there's a procedure that gets followed and uh, there is a step-by-step -step sequencing to it. Um, you know, all of such processes are right for digital transformation. Um, within Tesco Business Services, we've automated close to 400 plus processes, and this is across range of services that we provide. And this has become a huge driver for making us more efficient. And as we make ourselves more efficient, it's enabled us to kind of bring in value-added services into our business services setup. We've not let go of any of our colleagues, but we've reskilled them for them to be able to operate on more value-added services. So if a colleague is moved from punching data, processing data, to more investigating and resolving either supplier queries or customer problems, then that's the value-add shift that we want to bring about in our operations. Hopefully that's given you a flavor. Absolutely, Altaf. Thank you so much for that. Uh, moving on, uh, what are the, some of the tools or technologies used by you to bring digital transformation and stay ahead of the curve at, at Tesco? Sure. So um, something that we do very much within our business services environment is all the process automation technologies, right? I mean, we've got technologies which helps us to measure the productivity of our processes discover our process so that we exactly know what gets played out, what are the click levels, what steps our colleagues take. Then even deploy technologies which help drive these automations, right? Be it robotics process automation, vision-based vision automations. We've also got technologies which capture our processes. We've got a huge investment in Aris, which sort of captures all the processes across Tesco Group. So process automation is, is a big agenda for us and you need all these capabilities to come together to help you drive that process automation agenda. The other tools and technologies are to do with the whole artificial intelligence, right? We are exploring voice automation, you know, ability for us to capture a huge number of calls that come into our customer engagement centers, into our colleague engagement centers. Can we understand what our customers want rather than holding them up for 15, 20 minutes on the call before they get connected to an agent. Can we find out what their intent is? And can we direct that intent to the right level of resolution and automation as well, so that the customers get what they want even without interacting with someone? Chatbot solutions, right, for customers, for colleagues, so that it's far more intuitive where customers and colleagues can interact, express what they want, and get an answer and resolution even without interacting with any human beings. OCR technologies, right, where we can extract information from documents, scans, images, and these are some of the manual extraction that humans used to play out. Absolutely non-value add, right, in terms of the ability of leveraging humans. But we are having technologies to help us do that. Um, I also see a big push in machine learning and predictive analytics, right? Digital, as I said, is going to bring data. That data could be harnessed. And if that data is harnessed, you can then develop various ML models on top of it. And that's going to help you then predict the actions which need to be taken rather than you know, reactively measuring what's done. And that's where I feel there'll be a lot of shift. That's where you will see companies kind of deploying and finding out and trying to harness the data that they have in their ecosystem. Data which is very difficult to extract, data which sort of gives them a customer 
strategy or, or a proposition story and brings it together for them. So I see all of those as tools and technologies, uh, security to help. I hope that's that's given you uh, some sort of uh, understanding. Yes, Altaf, and I'm sure, uh, you know, these technologies uh, will actually take us far, far away, uh, you know, beyond what our imagination of advancement is uh, as, as we evolve every day. Uh, this is the last one that I have for you, Altaf. So, fail fast is the digital transformation battle cry. What do you prefer? Make uh, less mistakes and grow, go slow or make more mistakes to crack the code and see the growth fast? <laughs> Interesting one. Um, for me, Sukruti, there needs to be a balance, right? So, for example, if there is a crisis that hits you, which is what happened during COVID, what you don't want to do is figure out, well, let me kind of try out various things before I find out what I want to do just that I, I don't lose out on sales, which is what happened, right? Huge amount of grocery home shopping was done on to the online channels. A lot of the retailers, including Tesco, had to make the shift into being available online for the customers. And how do you then kind of prepare your entire value chain within the organization to support and help drive that? We saw our revenue shot up from you know, 1, mil, 1 billion pounds on online channel to close to about 5 billion pounds uh, in, on the online channel in a space of less than a year. And when you have that sort of a crisis hitting you, you, know, you don't have the luxury to kind of wait and test and make and, and, and kind of go slow. You have to fail fast. You have to deploy things as quickly as possible. Learn very quickly and be able to continue to optimize and, and, and get things out there. But equally, you know, when there are big, large scale ERP transformations involved, and these are huge, chunky investments, you know, that the companies put in, um, you know, you would want to be more calibrated, right? You'd want to kind of take a more calibrated view in the change management, in the deployment strategy, in the selection of technologies, in the assumptions that you would want on the business case is that, you know, you're going to get the long-term value that you anticipate from that sort of a transformation. Um, and so in a way, I think, uh, it depends is the answer. And, you know, you would apply it depending upon the situation that you are in, um, where you would want to fail fast, but at the same time, take, take a bit of your time before you get it right. Thank you, Altaf. That's very interesting. Uh, thank you so much for sharing such enriching insights uh, with us. It was a pleasure speaking with you on one of the most buzzing topics of today's time, Altaf. Thank you, Sukriti. You know, it was a pleasure talking to you and very interesting questions and uh, hoping to hear from your audience as we go along. Sure. Thank you so much. Audience, I hope you had a great time learning about uh, digital transformation from this episode. Altaf has shared some amazing information with us. Hope you find them very useful, uh, you know, to progress uh, further in your career, in your organization, and uh, any move that you're going to, uh, you know, plan ahead. It's time for me to wrap up this conversation. Thank you for listening to us. Stay tuned to TechGrid for all the tech updates and happenings.